from KQED. You're listening to Cued Up. I'm Ryan Levy, and today's episode is going to have some strong language and scenes of violence. Just a heads up. Hi, what's going on there? By now, you probably know the details. On Sunday, March 18th, a 911 dispatcher in Sacramento gets a call from someone reporting a man in a hoodie and dark pants breaking car windows. A police helicopter spots 22-year-old Stefan Clark running between houses. Two officers on the ground confront him in his grandparents' backyard. Clark falls to the ground as the officers fire 20 bullets at him. And by now, you probably also know that the police thought Clark was carrying a gun at the time, but they only found a cell phone with his body. My first reaction was probably that of a journalist. I just remember thinking, like, this is going to be huge. This is going to be a big story. That's KQED's Katie Orr. She usually covers politics in Sacramento, but she's been on this story nonstop for more than a week. It had... All of the elements, you know, uh, he was in his grandparents' backyard. He wasn't armed. He was so young. There was video to accompany it. When that video, the police body cam footage, was released a few days after the shooting, protesters shut down I-5 and delayed the start of the Sacramento Kings basketball game. Don't shoot! It's the cell phone! Don't shoot! It's the cell phone! Katie says you wouldn't have always expected this in Sacramento. It has a reputation as being a little conservative, at least by California standards. But the same issues of race and inequality affecting cities nationwide have been bubbling in Sacramento, too. Let's start with where Stefan Clark was shot in South Sacramento. Where there is this tension between police and the largely African-American community. That part of the city is is a poor part of the city. You know, they're a food desert. They don't have a lot of resources that other parts of the city do, which has also been a source of tension between that neighborhood and City Hall. And then there's the Midtown area, not far from the Capitol building. It's the hip neighborhood with lots of trendy restaurants and increasing rents. Frankly, it's a largely white area and it's a richer area. And in Sacramento in general, we're seeing the cost of living go up. And these are all things that we've heard protesters say over the past couple of weeks and just pointing out that the divide in Sacramento is big. And some people think that it is getting bigger. And this case kind of served as like this boiling point for all of these issues. And we've been seeing people marching because of Stefan Clark, but I think because of some of these other issues as well. And the people marching want to make sure they're heard by those rich white folks living in the trendy neighborhoods. That's why they've been protesting outside King's basketball games. Indeed, indeed. We also want to make um, as much people uh, uh, uncomfortable so they can be aware of what's going on and not just going into a basketball game and not knowing that their city is basically on fire. That's Brazy Liberty, a 28-year-old organizer in Sacramento. He told KQD's John Sepulveda that he hopes these protests will push people to demand that the cops who shot Stefan Clark be fired. But it's also more than that. And also, we want the pigs out of our communities. We want the pigs to stop harassing us. And that's on an everyday scale. That's not, it's, it's about Stefan Clark, but it's about everyday life because I'm a black man. 
A lot of people are going to hear that language. They're going to hear the word pigs, and they're immediately going to recoil and say, "We don't want uh, people to get shot." But I can't get on board with with calling police officers that. Well, if they have a problem with the police and law enforcement being called pigs, then they're not really for the people. They're not for oppressed people. So I wouldn't even expect those people to get on board if they feel offended that someone that looks like me is calling a police officer a pig. Because to me, that's what they are. They're pigs. They don't show me no respect. They don't. Sh- I- I've always been uh, brutalized by police. I've never had a good encounter with a uh, police officer. KQED's Katie Orr says there have been shootings of unarmed black men by police in Sacramento before. But the response has never been anything like this. This incident really galvanized people, I think, because Stefan Clark was so young and he was a father of two small boys. Um, Certainly, the Black Lives Matter group uh, is active here in Sacramento and they have been pushing for changes. But you hear from residents, you know, I talked to some women who have known Stefan Clark's grandmother for 40 years. And I said, do you think things are going to change? And they just laughed. You know, they said, why would things change now? They haven't changed in decades. They told me they knew a man 30 years ago who was shot by police while he was walking through a field. So there's a lot of skepticism among people in the community. There is some doubt that anything's really going to change. But this time does feel different. Katie says rallies are nothing new in Sacramento, but they're usually meticulously planned political events around bills in the legislature. But things have changed in the last few years. At the first women's march in Sacramento, uh, right after President Donald Trump was elected, um, there were people who were wondering how many people would actually come out and march in a place like Sacramento, where it has, you know, at least in California, a reputation as being a little bit more conservative. And people were blown away that 20,000 people showed up. And then they showed up again for the march the following year. And then they just showed up recently for the March for Our Lives. And so I think this has organizers in town realizing that they can galvanize people and people will turn out, especially in this particular moment when protesting is, you know, suddenly popular again. It's, you know, it's something to do. You go with your friends, you make your signs, you you make your voice heard. And so I think that's one of the reasons why we are seeing these protests now, because we're in this moment where they're just really effective. And people like to feel like they're a part of something and like to feel like they're actively working to change something. Before we finish talking, I asked Katie what all of this felt like to her. She lives in Sacramento. She works there. She's been covering this nonstop. I wanted to know what she was taking away from all of this. I mean, it's just, it's an awful situation. I cover a lot of stories and in some some cases, a lot of cases, but especially in ones like this, there are no winners you know, in this story. There are no winners. The, the policemen that are involved, I mean, I, I don't know. They might not have charges pressed against them or, you know, in, in that regard. But this is going to hang over the rest of their lives. Obviously, Stefan Clark's family is going to be forever impacted by this. And I think, to me, that's just, just the saddest part about this whole thing. 
Big thank you to KQED's Katie Orr and John Sepulveda for their reporting on this story. There is a lot more to dig into, and you can find it all by going to kqed.org slash queued up. That's kqed.org slash q-e-d-u-p. I'm Ryan Levy. Have a good week.